0: It's May, and welcome back to Beauty Talk, the podcast where we talk about all things beauty. On this week's episode, we're going to go through our weekly roundups, talk about some brands that I used to love but now dislike, and talk about tanning, sunless tanning, natural tanning, tanning beds. We're going to cover it all, and I'm going to give you my opinions on what I think your best options are for getting the tan glow you want. First up, our quote of the week. The truth is, everyone is going to hurt you. You just got to find the ones worth suffering for. Bob Marley. The beauty tip I'm going to share with you this week is the viral TikTok concealer hack. Recently, we've all been, like in the past couple of years aware of the fact that when you conceal your under eyes, you're supposed to do a little triangle and blend it out. Now TikTok is telling us that is actually not the way to do it. You should be putting concealer on the outer edges of your eye and the inner quarters to give you the same coverage without making it cakey and giving your face a lifted look. I didn't choose a beauty influencer of the week But for product of the week, I'm going to tell you about the Garnier Fruity Sleek and Shine Anti-Frizz Serum. I saw a bunch of YouTube commercials for this, so since it was cheap, I finally caved and bought it. And I have to say, I really like it. It makes my hair a lot more shiny. I've noticed less frizz, and it makes my hair easier to style without weighing it down or making it feel greasy. I have a couple personal updates for y'all. First is that Mother's Day is coming up, so I'm super excited. I got my gift for my mom on the floor of my room. I'm really excited to give that to her. Next, I mentioned that I ordered $100 of Holo taco, Holo taco nail polish. Sorry, I can't speak today. Oh my god, the box is so pretty. It's like an ombre of the pastel rainbow with little, like, hollow waves almost, and the logo is in white. On the inside, there's more hollow. It's like a cardboard collection box. And it said, Thirsty for Hollow, and had the same kind of pattern. And then all of the polishes came in really high-quality little nail polish boxes. Um, I am The reason it's not my product of the week is I'm currently testing it for y'all. Right now I have on my fingers sparkling water, which is a kind of blue periwinkle hollow. And on my toes, I have kind of a pale magenta hollow, which I believe is called like pink fizz. Not entirely sure though. But anyway, I, yeah. And then for my final update, I want to tell you about this podcast I've been listening to for a long time. I just haven't mentioned it. It's called Counter Clock. They investigate actual real-life crimes Well, she investigates. And this, week, this season three just dropped, and it's so interesting. So if you like True Crime, I will leave a link to it in the podcast description. And finally, I don't have any beauty struggles this week. Now let's go ahead and get into our beauty news for this week, which is entirely launches. I apologize. I know y'all like other beauty news, but this is what I have for y'all. First up is Sean Kelly Cosmetics have launched their Flower Power Collection which includes the Perfect Blur Finishing Power, which is a whopping $84 in light and medium and medium to deep. The Flower Power Cheek Shade Blush in rosy, which is a whopping $50. Lip Chic and Cappuccine, which is a bright sunny coral, which is $48. Mini Buff and Blur Brush, which is $42, available right now on their website. The only reason I mention it is I got a couple DMs from some of y'all that, like, really bougie makeup telling me that you bought some of the products and you're super excited to try them. One person already tried them, said they were really good. Um, I have not tried them, probably won't try them, but you know, there you go. Next up, if you don't know, Besame Cosmetics has this like line called the Iconic Woman Collection, and this time they've added to it with the Marilyn Monroe inspired one it includes the cosmetic valet case which is 425 dollars and is sold out it contains a refillable metal compact with silver screen power the girl's best friend mascara lipsticks and misty coral carnation red and red hot red lip liner pencils in berry and melon eyeliner and espresso and snow lip gloss and rose red champagne a white cream highlighter and bombshell shadow quad Marilyn lashes in sharpener, and yeah, and then, yeah, and then they have the Essential Marilyn Collection, which contains a little bit less of that. Basically, this is a very expensive launch, but Besame has some great stuff, so if you want to check it out, you should. Next, Gimme Glow are releasing a new pastel palette. Honestly, this palette reminds me almost exactly of... You might remember, I think it was ColourPop did a collect Candyland collection, which was basically just a bunch of like weird pastel shades. It's like each one has a matte and then a shimmer, and I think that it's really odd how similar it looks to this. Um, the shades look pretty, but I feel like I probably would not buy this, Considering that it is $54 for a 12-piece palette, it has like a lavender, a like teal blue, a corally peachy orange, a pale kind of subdued hot pink, a bright cyan, and then a bright yellow. And that has launched on the 30th of April, so today. Um, But that's at GiveMeGlow.com. Now, something a little different. I'm going to talk about a collection you can pre-order, which was just revealed from Kaleidoscope Makeup, introducing the Power Punk Collection. This new collection, one, the packaging is absolutely stunning. I love it. It has golds and greens, nine shade eyeshadow palette with a couple of pinks in there, two sets of lip clay, boot glue, agave lip mask, and then a bunch more products that haven't been specifically specified, and they're available for pre-order right now, and shipping will begin on May 5th. More details coming soon, so I'll update you next week if I have any more information on that. Next is a launch from iHeart Revolution, who have expanded their Disney fairy tale books collection, this time featuring The Little Mermaid. This collection includes the Ariel Face and Eye palette, which is 15 Euros and looks to me like a little bit random. I think they should have stuck with greens. And pinky reds, because that's her color screen, but there's some, like, yellows and blues and, like, random stuff in here that I don't think really needed to be in here. Maybe a purple makes sense, but I'm kind of iffy on that. All of the stamping done with everything, though, has kind of a wave look, which I think is a cool touch. And there's the Ariel highlighter, which is €8, Euros, and the Ariel lip topper, which is kind of like a shiny lip gloss, which is also €5, Euros, available right now on their website. And finally is a collection that I'm going to tell you about because it's dumb. Morphe are launching a separate another collaboration with Coca-Cola, this time inspired by Coke's iconic I'd Like to Buy the World a Coke ad from 1971. Which includes the altogether Together Artistry Palette, which is $22. Um, I, it has some nice shades, but it's got a lot of very similar browns. I think it's a little bit all over the place. Packaging, very pretty, but I don't know how I feel about that. The Lip and Harmony Lip Gloss Set, which is $19. And just figure some, like, nudes. I think they could could have made a bigger pop, as iconic as that commercial is. The Make It Big Voluminizing Mascara, which is $12, just mascara. The Sweep the Piece 5-Piece Brush Set, which actually looks really nice. And yeah, that is launching on the 11th of May, Um, Morphe Brushes. You know what that sound means? It's sale time. The weekly segment where I give you one sale so that you can save your coin because let's be honest, beauty can be expensive sometimes. This week's sale that I'm featuring is from Dyson. Anytime that a Dyson product is on sale, everybody's all over it, super lucky. Today, you for a while you can save 40 bucks on the Dyson Supersonic hair dryer when you shop it from Best Buy. What's even better is that this deal includes a wide tooth comb attachment which is not only $40 on its own but is really nice for textured and curly hair types. We don't know when the bundle will go back to its regular price so you should check it out as soon as possible if you're interested. Okay, so for our first big segment, like I was talking about, I want to talk about some brands that I used to love but now hate. It's a little bit, it's like more like I was intrigued by them or was like fine with them and now I'm less fine with them. Like it's not as extreme. It's a little bit clickbaity, but you know what I mean. Anyway, let's get into it. First up, we're going to take a look at Pixie. Unlike the other brands I want to talk about, I want to talk about Pixie products product by product. I think some of their products are good. I they have fragrance, but they might be a wash-off treatment, which I'm personally fine with. But the first one we're going to talk about that I don't like is their Milky Remedy Mask, which is a new product and costs $24 and it comes in like a weird almost like ice cream pint looking container it has glycerin it has some really nice hydrating oils but my issue with it comes from the extracts and some of the oils that are present there is a grapefruit peel oil in this orange extract you know those are very not well you've heard me talk about citrus oils before They are so irritating to your skin that especially for a thing that even though it's like a wash-off treatment, it's going to be on your skin for like 20 minutes. I think that's not okay. And as many amazing ingredients as this has, I can't feel comfortable recommending it when it has that. And this same issue occurs when I'm looking at their Glow Mist, which is $15.00. Because again, I see that it has lemon peel oil and citrus peel orange oil, which is not good. And so even though it has good ingredients, I again go, I can't recommend that to y'all. But the worst we see is with their peel and polish, which is also $24 for like a little tiny thing. I didn't manage to get the like actual um, thing, but it's a very small thing. You can tell just by looking at it. First, I don't believe in having chemical peels available at home. I know I talk about the for surfacing Mask. It's a little different. It doesn't peel your skin. It just disintegrates the dense skin on your face. But I find peels at home, people will overuse them and cause damage to their moisture barriers. But aside from that, looking from an ingredient standpoint, What do I, so for the other citrus extracts, it's near the bottom, right? What do I see near the top of the ingredients list, like definitely in the first third of the ingredients list? Well, I see lemon fruit extract, orange fruit extract, grapefruit oil, just all these citrus. And again, I go, no, Pixie, you were so close. Get rid of the fragrance. Get rid of the citrus and i would like your brand but they just missed the mark for me and the other brand that i want to talk about is olay just touch on the fact that i think their products don't do anything like they might very gently cleanse your skin they might kind of moisturize your skin but they have no ingredients to draw you in and keep you using their products if you have incredibly sensitive skin their products might be really good for you. But other than that, not even niacinamide or hyaluronic acid is in their formulas. And I think that they're missing a big opportunity right now in the skincare world. The trend is ingredients. I want to know about the ingredients. I want good ingredients that will do more than just the basic need. And it's really sad that some of these older brands like Neutrogena and Olay can't keep up with the times. And I know that we really like some brands like The Ordinary, or especially Cirovay is a very basic brand. But they, I think, accomplish it better. Like their products are just more high quality. So even if they aren't investing in these other ingredients, they're like, we're going to make this the most moisturizing, basic moisturizer that we can get. And that's why I respect their brand a lot more than Olay. So I wouldn't say I hate them, but I don't exactly like them either. Now I want to talk about something kind of similar, which is Drunk Elephant. If you don't know, Drunk Elephant is an incredibly expensive brand. You might be paying $50 for a little tiny thing of moisturizer, and they say that their big markup is because of their ingredients. But those ingredients that they're using now that they're marking as revolutionary are kind of the standards now. Like I was talking about niacinamide, fruit enzymes. Those are basic ingredients now. You need to go up into snail extract territory to call yourself revolutionary. And their high prices are just not, like I can't recommend their products to somebody. Because for most people, why does it make sense to spend more money on a product that you can get for cheaper and probably better somewhere else? So yeah, those are some brands that I used to like and don't anymore. So the final thing I wanna talk about today is tanning. I'm gonna go ahead and start off with the method of tanning that I think you should use, and then I'll explain why the other methods are harmful. I'm going to go out and say it. I think you should use sunless tanners. And by that, I mean mousses from companies like Loving Tan. I mean getting spray tans. Those all fall under the category of that. And I know that somebody is going to come up here and say, but those aren't clean. They have chemicals. And like I always say, everything, including ourselves, is made of chemicals. And as long as you do your research to get a proper sunless tanner, those chemicals will not affect you. And if you don't believe me, let me state my sources and read you some experts off of other websites. First up, Mayo Clinic, which is a trusted medical website. Sunless tanning products, also called self tanners, can give your skin a tanned look without exposing it to harmful ultraviolet, in parentheses UV, close parentheses rays. And then the active ingredient in most sunless tanning products is the color addictive. I'm going to try and pronounce this, please forgive me for butchering it, dehydroacetone, or DHA. When applied, dehydroacetone reacts with dead cells in the skin surface layer to temporarily darken skin and simulate a tan. The coloring typically wears off after a few days. Is sunless tanning safe? Topical sunless tanning products are generally considered safe alternatives to sunbathing as long as they're used. As directed, the Food and Drug Administration has approved DHA for external application on the skin. It should not be inhaled or applied to areas covered by membranes, including nips, nose, or areas around the eyes. But as long as you're following the ingredients on the label, sorry, the instructions on the label The FDA and Mayo Clinic says it's safe. And if that isn't enough proof for you that this is safe, Harvard's official website, health.harvard.edu, says the same thing. It says that the American Academy of Dermatology recommends self-tanning products as an alternative to tanning and UV light from the sun or tanning bed. I would like to emphasize which one thing, which is that if you get a spray tan or any other kind of tanning, you need to be applying sunscreen. It will not protect you from the sun, and any damage that you see while using a self-tanner if you're not applying sunscreen, it's probably not the tanner, it's probably you. Now I'm gonna read you a warning once again from Harvard's website about one type of sunless tanning that is not safe. Quote, some self-tanning products are sold in the form of pills containing Kappa Xanthathen, a color additive used in foods. These pills are not safe. When taken in the amount recommended for tanning, Candidacin, sorry, I'm so bad at this. We're gonna call it cantha, okay? Can turn the skin an orange brown color and it's been known to deposit color elsewhere in the body such as the retina of the eye. Cantha can also cause diarrhea, nausea, stomach cramps, and has been linked to liver problems. So in conclusion, that is the only type of sunless tanning that you should not be doing. Now, let's talk about tanning beds. We're only going to touch on this very quickly because I think you guys should be aware of what most people think about tanning beds. Number one, tanning beds are not safer than the sun according to the American Academy of Dermatology Association website, also known as AAD. Just one indoor tanning session can increase risk of developing skin cancer. And here we go. Melanoma by 20%, squamous cell carinoma cancer by 67%, and basal cell carminomia by 29%. The evidence that indoor tanning dramatically increases your risk of getting skin cancer so strong that the U.S. Food and Drug Administration requires warning labels on all indoor tanning equipment. And then another, the final thing I want to mention about tanning beds, is that they can cause you a serious injury in emergency rooms across the US. People are treated for burns, loss of consciousness, and eye injuries caused by use of these tanning beds. So while I recommend sunless tanning, tanning beds are not the option that you should be using. And honestly, that's good for your wallet too because getting a spray tan generally costs less than having a session on any kind of tanning bed. And finally, we're gonna talk about tanning out in the sun. First thing I wanna say, Do not put tanning oil on your skin. What it does is it reflects the light of the sun, magnifying the sun's UV rays, which increases your chances of getting skin cancer. The reason they do that is that it gets you more of a tan because more of the sun is being focused on your body within a short time. Instead, if you like the kind of oil tan, there's a company called Isle of Paradise, it sells tanning drops that have a pigment in them that it slowly deepens your skin artificially without being an actual oil. Don't put Pam on your skin. No cooking oil. Don't put olive oil. Don't put tanning oils. None of that business. You might have heard in older movies, you need to get a healthy tan. There is no such thing as a healthy suntan. According to Harvard's website, quote, a tan is response to DNA damage, says Dr. Barbara Gilriss, a dermatologist at Harvard-affiliated Massachusetts General Hospital. Such damage is instrumental in the development of skin cancer, and it also accelerates skin aging. End quote. So basically, the best advice is to do everything you can to protect your skin from the damaging effects of the sun, or any other kind of UV ray. Here are a couple things, just as a reminder, these seem obvious, but I'm gonna remind you of them. You can do to prevent sunburns and suntan. You can first apply sunscreen. I generally recommend that you go with a water resistant and sweat resistant, that doesn't mean waterproof. We've talked about sunscreen mist before, but water resistant sunscreen, that you reapply it constantly That you put it on the back of your ears, collarbone, down your shorts, up your butt crack, whatever you need to do to cover your body. That you go in with a cream and not a spray because you can see the product easier, which makes sure that you don't miss any corners. And that you go in with a product that's at least SPF 30. You cannot rely on the SPF in your makeup products. SPF above 50 I personally believe is kind of a sham. I think that 75 isn't a whole lot better than 50 so you can avoid that. Secondly, wear protective clothing. Wear a hat, put a scarf around your neck, wear long sleeves if you can. It can really help. And then avoid peak sun hours if you want to go outside to the beach. Don't go in the middle of the day. Go earlier. Go later. Just try and avoid those peak sun hours. Generally, the sun rays are most strongest and most direct between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. A good rule of thumb. If your shadow is shorter than you are, stay in the shade. And finally, be cautious at the beach and pool. Water and sand can reflect the sun. Also snow, just so you know. If you've ever noticed that you're in the snow and it reflects you can get tanned from the snow and burned from the snow, which is so weird. Which adds to the dose of UV radiation that you wear. Wear a protective cover-up over your swimsuit and be sure, again, to reapply sunscreen. And with that, we've come to the end of another episode of Beauty Talk. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to check out Counterclock, the True Crime podcast I mentioned. And also follow and subscribe to this podcast. Leave us a review on your listening platform of choice, and I will see you next Saturday for our next installment of Beauty Talk.